Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Well, let's get into the Word of God today. We're going to start a new sermon series. And the title of the sermon series is called The Kingdom of Heaven is Like. Right? The Kingdom of Heaven is Like. And we are, over the next few weeks... Um, seven weeks, we are going to be discussing the seven kingdom parables of, of Jesus. The seven kingdom parables of Jesus. And we're going to start today with the parable found in, in Matthew chapter 13, 31 through 32. And we're going to read it in just a minute. But this is the parable of the mustard seed. Now, what you've got to realize that up until this point, when you look at the first uh, uh, few, first 12 chapters of Matthew, Matthew chronicles the, the beginning and the origin of, of Jesus' life all the way up into his earthly ministry to where he begins to reveal him, himself, right? But in, in, in up until this point, Jesus was focused on what I call the first level of of Christianity, the first level, right? The the good news, the gospel, things that we talk about, salvation, encouragement, healing, miracles, signs and wonders, and all the amazing benefits and blessings that 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 are ours when we begin to walk into alignment with with Jesus and, and his lordship, right? And then in the chap- the 13th chapter of Matthew, Jesus makes a, a shift and he begins to teach on the second level of, of Christianity. And that is where he begins to define his, his kingdom. And he begins to describe the kingdom. And I've said this before, and this might, you know, this might cl- collide and crash with your theology. But Jesus didn't come to this earth just to save you. Pastor, that's what I've heard all my life. Jesus didn't come to this earth just to save you, to give you that gate, get out of hell free card, right? To, to get to heaven, right? That, that's not Jesus' purpose. That was Jesus' method. The purpose for Jesus to come was to establish the kingdom of God here on the earth, Right? And, and so when, when Jesus starts his ministry, he begins to talk about the method, right? Salvation. Salvation is the doorway. It is the access point into the kingdom of God. And some of you are looking at me like, did I pick the wrong church, this pastor? Right? Because, but, but you, you've got to understand, you, you've got to look at, at, at all of this. And, and, and for so long, the, the church has relegated uh, uh, the gospel just to salvation, right? Just to, to getting people, you know, from, from going to hell, right? And, and we even would evangelize by scaring the hell out of people, right? By where are you going to go when you die? If you walk out that door and you get hit by a car, where are you going to spend eternity, right? And, and, and don't get me wrong, I understand that eternity is very real, 
right? Eternity is very real. I just did a funeral last week, and, and, and I talked about how, how death is nothing more than a, death is not the end. Death is the doorway to eternity, that doorway that we are all going to have to go through and, and pass through. But Jesus didn't come just to save you. He didn't come just to save you, but he came to establish the kingdom of God here on the earth. And so the first 12 chapters of Matthew begin to chronicle Jesus his life and his ministry and and his purpose and then when we get to chapter 13 his language begins to shift his his language and his focus begins to shift and he begins to talk about the kingdom right it's no longer just about the benefits or the blessing but he begins to talk about lordship and and commitment and stewardship and and serving and submission to the purposes of of God. And see, there's a lot of believers today that are comfortable staying just on the first level. Like they, they just want enough of God and they just want enough of church to not go to hell. But they're not really interested in going to that second level where you completely and, and, and wholly surrender all that you are and all that you have to him. See, that first level, those that are on that first level, they struggle with God, giving God 10%. Oh, I'm stepping on some toes today. That 10%, that, 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 that tie that, where, where God says that because, you know, you're, you're still there like, well, that 10%, that's a whole lot of money, right? That's a whole, a whole 10%, right? That, that's the king, that, that, that's the first level. Because those of us that go from the first level to the next level and we begin to operate on the level of the kingdom, we acknowledge that everything we have is not ours. It all belongs to him. So if God asks for 10, if God asks for 20, if he asks for it all, it doesn't matter. Why? Because it's not mine to begin with. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell in it belong to him. That's kingdom. And there's a lot of churches today that they're, they're just doing enough to, to get you saved. And, 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 and that's great. But, but for, for me, it would be like, like why go through that if, if you don't begin to, to, to elevate and grow and mature in your faith? Why stay? Could you imagine if we had a bunch of adults still sitting in kindergarten? I was going to get one of our little... 12-inch chairs and put it up here and have Caleb come and sit in it. Look how ridiculous. His knee's up to his chin. Can you imagine that for a moment? You probably wouldn't even be able to see the chair. Like, is there a chair under there somewhere? Right? Right? And, and, and there's a lot that, that are just content with, with staying on on that level it's it's elementary it's it's easy like it, you you can just kind of come and go right you can miss a few sundays or or miss a few months and and then you just come back and you fall and you just come back why because you you're, you're stuck at that that level it's you know but but let me tell you that that there's another level and and, and Jesus begins to talk uh, uh, about uh, another level a level of of the 
kingdom where, where we're completely submitted to him, to his plan, and, and to his purpose. It's a relationship with God that, not, that is not based just on convenience, but on commitment. You say, Pastor, we don't have Christians. Yes, I see them all the time. Pastor, I'd go to church, but 9 a.m. is really early. What are you telling me? Your relationship with God is not on commitment. It's on convenience. If it was just at a more convenient time. And then we have some ego pastors like, Pastor, man, I would go to church, but, but 12 is like lunchtime. Right? And what are you telling me? You're looking for, for, for God to, to, to be, be convenient. Pastor, if you would just make services more convenient, if you would just this. But see, God, Jesus begins to make a shift. He introduces, you know, the doorway and the method of salvation, right? But then he begins to shift and say, you know what? I don't want to leave you in elementary. I, I want you to elevate. And he said, I want to take you to a, a relationship that's not based solely you know, just on com convenience, but on commitment, a relationship based, not based solely on the perks of salvation, but submission to the purposes of God. How does that, what does that look like on, on a practical level? It is those people that aren't just looking for a personal breakthrough, but they're okay with being a public testimony. When God doesn't answer your prayer the way you think he should answer it. But God, I prayed for healing. But God, I prayed for a miracle. God, and it didn't work. But when you're, when you're on that first level, that elementary, and it's all about the perks and the blessings and the benefits, and God doesn't work the way that you think he should work, then you get all booty hurt. That's a theological word. And you leave the church and you leave God. I prayed and I fasted and I gave. And you still, man, I'm preaching today. So I'm out. But Jesus is saying, I'm looking for those next level. Those that aren't just interested in personal breakthroughs. Those that can be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and stand there before the king and say, I know that my God is able to save. I know that my God is able to deliver. But even if he doesn't, I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to run. All it means is that he has a bigger plan and a bigger purpose that I don't know about because I'm on a need-to-know basis. And obviously, I don't need to know right now. So I have no doubt that my God is big enough, that my God is great enough to deliver me. But even if he does it, all it means is that he's, he's doing something that I cannot even perceive. See, that's the kind of church, Access Church. We're, we're going to be the kind of church that develops people to begin to walk in the kingdom level of commitment. Not just looking for a personal breakthrough. I'm saying, God, make me a burning bush. I want to be a sign to somebody. 
if you can use me, God. And, and, and so in chapter 13, Jesus gets ready to introduce the concept of the kingdom of heaven, right? And, and, and some, you've got to understand, when you read the book of Matthew, he uses the kingdom of heaven. And in, in other, other books like Mark and Luke, he uses the kingdom of God. Now, it's not two distinct kingdoms. The, you, you have to get into the cultural understanding. The book of Matthew was written to the Jews, and the Jews revered God so much that they wouldn't even say his name. They revered so that they, they would call, they, the Jews just called God Hashem, the name. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name. Hashem. They, they revered so God. So if Matthew is writing to the Jews, he doesn't use God because he knows that the religious barriers would have gone up and they would have never heard anything else held to say. So he had to say the kingdom of heaven. So that, just so you understand that, that hermeneutical distinction between that. So Jesus begins to establish and gets ready to introduce the concept of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, but he also introduces a new medium of communication called parables. The only type of communication from God that the Israelites had up to that point were historical writings, poetic writings, and prophetic utterances. They, they had no other communication from God to them. But Jesus comes along and he begins to introduce a new medium of communication, a new, a new technology, and that is what we call parables. And a parable is nothing more than a simple story used to illustrate a moral or a spiritual lesson. So a parable essentially is a story that would take a truth or a principle and that would be expressed in a language and situations that were common to the people. If you notice, Jesus often spoke to the people with in agricultural terms or agrarian terms. Why? Because they were an agriculture society. Right? If, if Jesus was around today, he would probably talk to us in, in, in terms of, of, of iPhones and, and Apple Watches, not Androids, because Androids is of the devil. Right? <laughs> so, you know, he, he would be talking, you know, like, it, it, just kidding, like, I'm just teasing, okay? Um, but he would, he would communicate with us in, 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 in situations and language that were common, that, that were familiar to us, right? And so when we look at the parable, let's look at, at the parable of the mustard seed, Matthew 13, 31 through 32. This is what Jesus does. He says, here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. See, one of the things that Jesus is starting to do, he's starting to introduce the concept of, of seeds, of origin. See, God, one of the pictures and patterns that God utilizes is he always works with a, a seed. In fact, look at Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5. It says, this is the call of Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. See, one of the things that you've 
got to realize about God that when God puts a seed in your hand or God puts a seed in you, he doesn't just see the seed. God already sees the fruit. God already sees what, what is. See, a seed is potential. Seed is, is what could be, right? If, if a seed is, is planted in the, in the right place, in the right environment, and if it's cultivated and watered, then that seed, the potential of that seed will begin to, to be released. And so here, Jesus, through the picture of a seed, he begins teaching a valuable principle of the kingdom, that in the kingdom of God, small things become big things through faithful stewardship. That's, that's what he's trying, to, he's, he's trying to, to, to show you. Why? Because we know that the mustard seed is, is one of the smallest seeds known to man. Right, and, and so he's 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 painting a, a picture because a lot of times we want to get we want to judge things on on the outside on on the e external factors or the external qualities without looking at the the inside. And so what he is trying to establish that in the kingdom you are not defined by your past, you're not defined by your mistakes, you're not defined by where you come from, you're not defined by where you've been, you're not defined by your last name or your ethnicity or your political party, you are defined by God because you are a seed and within each and every one of you, there is something great. And God is saying that when you come into the kingdom of God, you may have thought that you were small. You may have thought that you were insignificant, but when you get planted in my kingdom, everything that I put in you will begin to be released in your life. And that is what Jesus is saying. If you are just faithful with the little, then you will be given more. So then he goes on to say that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. And he starts off by comparing the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, to a mustard seed. And we know that mustard seeds are one of the smallest seeds, but they can actually grow into one of the largest garden trees. In fact, when, when Jesus begins to use the mustard tree, see, it's, it's hard for us to really understand the, the implication or the revelation of the word unless we insert ourselves into the culture of the text, the Original, the, the original audience, see, because if you did not know that, that the mustard tree, they weren't seen as something valuable to the Israelites. Because the mustard tree actually begins its life like a weed, right? It, there's nothing beautiful about it. There, there's nothing fragrant about it, right? And, and, if you don't cut it, eventually it will turn into a tree. And so, so when Jesus starts to say, my kingdom is like a, mustard, like a mustard seed, the Israelites couldn't understand why would you compare your kingdom to that of something that has no value, something that, 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 that looks insignificant, something that isn't, isn't important because they had no valuable for a, a mustard seed. They had no valuable for a mustard tree. In fact, in a garden or a field, they would have perceived the mustard tree as a trash tree. 
just something in the way, something uh, obtrusive, something that keeps uh, something else, you know, more significant, more fragrant, more, more fruitful from, from growing. And so when the Israelites hear this concept that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, that, w- that would have been totally confusing because they saw mustard as, as invaluable. Why? Because the climate there did not produce a harvestable type of mustard like we know today. They had no concept of corny dogs or hot dogs. Or if you're from the north or midwest, a bratwurst. Anybody like brats here? Amen. Right? They, 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 they did not understand. So you're like, what's a brat? What? You speaking in tongues again, pastor? Right? They, 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 they did not see that as, 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 as value, right? And so Jesus compares the kingdom of God to something that they would see no value in. And so what was God doing? God was placing in the middle of their world a seed that they would not understand, a seed that they would not appreciate, a seed that, that, that they, 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 they couldn't equate with God. In fact, look at what in, in, first John, in John 1.46, Nathaniel, who eventually would become a disciple, he explained, can anything good come from Nazareth? Nathaniel, one of Jesus' future disciples, when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was there, he's like, Nazareth? Like, like that's like hood. Like, that's ghetto. You don't, and that, that was their concept. In fact, when I went to Israel, I learned that the people of Nazareth were considered cave dwellers. They, they were not anybody. And, and so that's why I love God so much because God doesn't lose any details. Everything he does is important and significant. The fact that Jesus would come from a place that other people did not see value shows us that we don't get our value from what other people see or what other people think. Our value comes directly from the one who created us. And then... Matthew 13, 55, then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, you know Mary, she's the one that like, before, before they put a ring on it. We're going to read between the lines. You know Mary, it's like, the Holy Spirit, like, yeah, right. He's just the carpenter's son. His mother and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Jude. In other words, they they couldn't see, they couldn't comprehend. How could God do something in a way that they did not deem as prestigious, important, or valuable? See, God placed a seed in the middle of his field that others would not see the value of. See, a mustard tree as a weed was a problem. It wasn't considered a blessing. And so what was he saying? Jesus was saying, this this kingdom that I come to bring, this kingdom that I come to establish does not fit in within religious constructs or confines or structures of mankind. He came to say, what I'm going to introduce you to is not what you have seen or have attributed to, to God. In fact, you know, one of the most profound paradigm shifts in scripture was the fact when his disciples asked him Jesus or master teach us to pray 
And Jesus says, okay, you want to pray? Let's pray? I'm going to teach you how to pray. Our Father. That was a paradigm shift. See, we, we just read that. We think, oh, it's a cute little prayer, our Father. No, you've got to, the reason that, they, that they, they targeted Jesus as a heretic because the Jews had no concept of God being their Father. They, I just told you a minute ago that they revered God so much they wouldn't even say his name. They would just call him the name. And so now you have this long-haired hippie dude, not me, Jesus, wearing sandals coming around and saying, our Father, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I can only do with the Father. That was a paradigm shift for them. And so what he was saying is that my kingdom is not what you think. It's not what the Pharisees or the Sadducees have made it. It is about something different. It's about taking things that the normal eye does not see value in or importance in. It is a seed that has all kinds of potential that the minute that is planted in the right place, I can do something great in that seed and he said mustard tree is for birds right now in all three gospels where this shows up jesus mentioned that birds would gather there and if you know those of you that are into gardening you typically don't want birds in your garden or field right they're they're considered you know pests right they, they were a threat they're they're a menace and also to the israelites to the hebrews a bird were considered an unclean animal, not useful for, for food, right? And so Jesus is just like clashing all of their theology. First, he's saying, my kingdom is like something that you see no value and those things that you think as ugly as pests, menaces, that's what my kingdom is about. And they come and they perch themselves in there. See, Jesus was teaching that the kingdom of God would be a safe place for those that society would normally reject. Those. And that's what Axis Church is all about. I've said it. We're a kingdom church. We're not looking for people of affluence or influence. We don't judge people by, by what they drive or, or, or by where they live or what kind of job they have or how much money they have or what they look on the outside. Why? Because that's not what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is about the seed. That, how, how do I know that? When God, when God sends the, the prophet Samuel to Jesse's house and, and to anoint the king and he shows up and God shows him a boy, right? And he's like, God, like maybe you didn't get my text, right? Maybe it got cut off maybe you know there was some 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 communication breakdown i asked for a king and you give me a shepherd boy and what does god say the man looks at the outside but god looks at the heart what was he saying i'm looking at the seed but when i see the seed i don't just see the seed i see what the seed could become and so even though you just see a boy i see a king see in the kingdom of god Little things make a big difference with faithfulness over time. See, when you plant a seed, you don't get fruit right away, right? 
You, you, you have to water it. You have to cultivate it. You have to, to weed around it, right? You, you have to stay faithful. It's, it, it's, it's a, a, a process. And, and that's what God is teaching us, that in the kingdom of God, right, there, there are things that are going to take some time in your life. See, some of you are praying for your husband. You're like, God, he just doesn't get it. And God says, yes, but he's a seed. But God, I want it right now. You're like, yes, but he's a seed. I'm working on it under the soil where you can't see. I'm changing his heart. I'm kill- You know that in order for a seed to germinate, it has to die. God's saying, I'm killing some things in his life. God kill it. I mean, God, do what you got to do. <laughs> You're praying for your son. You're praying for your daughter. And you want it right now. God is saying, I'm teaching you valuable principles. I'm teaching you something that in the kingdom of God, there there are processes and and these things take time. You've got to be faithful to your prayer. You've got to be faithful. God God is doing it. See, see, God is is looking. That's why Galatians 6, 9, Paul writes, so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. See, the first level of Christianity, when you don't see it right away, you give up but when your kingdom you, you you know that it takes time you know and even though sometimes it goes from bad to worse you're like God you're not answering my prayer but when your kingdom you understand that God is provident and God is sovereign and God looks at things like a seed he looks at things like a project like 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 things as a process and you're praying for your family you're praying for your husband you're praying for your wife you're praying for your son or your daughter and you're like God when are you gonna do it and God said he's a seed i'm doing something in his life just stay out of my way just throw some water of your faith so some water of the word so so some water of of prayer over that seed and i will do something great see god is not looking for mighty people to make faithful god is looking for faithful people to do mighty things in the kingdom of god the concept of seeds is very important So why did Jesus say the kingdom of God is like a seed that was planted? Why? Because a seed is what? A seed is potential. How many of you went to McCoy's or Tractor Supply and you bought a package of seeds? It has this beautiful picture on the front right. You know that some people buy that that package and they see the picture of that tree and they fruit and they think that's really in in the little packet, right? Right, they open it up like there's no fruit, like on the package is like. Why? Because the seed is nothing more than potential. It, it's, it's what could be on the front of the package. It's not telling you what's in the little seed packet. It's telling what it could become. What it could be, right? And, and, and so each seed contains the genetic code inside to, rec- to recreate or produce that plant that it came from. It has everything that, that it needs to produce. In other words, the seed is the potential, but it's not the, the product, right? It's not the product. So when you open up the seed packet, you don't have a tree in there with leaves and fruit or flowers. You have a seed. It, 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 it's the potential 
but it, it, has, it, has, it, it can be that, but it has to be put in the right place. And see, a seed can only produce what it was purposed to produce. It cannot produce anything else. But the seed will always remain potential and never become the product unless the seed is planted. So a seed must be planted. What is Jesus saying? Is that you'll only get out of the kingdom what you put into it. Some people want to come to the kingdom like on the monthly plan or the bi-monthly plan. And they're like, God, it doesn't work. You don't want to give. You don't want to serve. You want to come late, eat our donuts, and leave early. You don't even take the pastor out to eat afterwards. <laughs> right? It doesn't work. And so what he's saying, it will only work. You only get out of it what you put into it. Some people say, I went to that church. It's just the Texas church. Yeah, the coffee's good, the donuts. But yeah, it just uh, nothing, it didn't do nothing for me. And then you have other people like, dude, like Axis Church is like the greatest church. They have the greatest pastor ever, like ever. And the pastor's wife, she's fine. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I said the quiet part out loud. What's the difference? You can tell those that have put into it and those that haven't. And that's what the kingdom of God is like a seed. He's saying, I can come and, and I can be here. I can be amongst you. And your experience can be totally different. Case in point, the, Jesus, the Bible says that he, when he was in, 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 in the region of Capernaum or, or Galilee, he said that he went walking and healing the sick and healed everybody that he came across with, across with, blind, the lame, raised people from the dead. But then you go to Nazareth. Did Jesus change? What changed? Their perception. They had the seed. Oh, but he's Mary, you know, Mary, like, Right? You only get out of the kingdom what you put into it. So in order for a seed to, to produce, it has to be planted, right? But once it's planted, let me tell you that a seed has no other alternative. It has to produce. When a seed is planted or buried in the right environment, it has to do what it was genetically designed and created to do, which is produce. It, it, has, to, it has to produce. And, and the moment that it's planted and watered and cultivated, nothing can stop it. As long as it's in the right environment, it will begin to shift. It will begin to crack. It will begin to die. And it will begin to push and things will begin to sprout. See, when you take the kingdom of God and you say, God, I don't want to live at the first level of Christianity. I don't want a relationship with you just based on convenience or just based on the blessing, God. I want a relationship with you on commitment and purpose, God. And if you've got to use my life as a public witness and a public testimony, if I've got to go through some things so that my friends, my families, my coworkers, my neighbors will see that you are faithful and see that you are good and that you are the healer. God, guess what? I'm okay with that. I will be a living, walking billboard so that you could get the honor and you could get all of 
the glory. Man, you're ready to steal home. Right? <laughs> See, once the seed is planted, man, nothing in hell can stop it. It might try to de delay it. It might try to deny it. But nothing can detain it. It has to produce. See, there's something. Not necessarily unique or peculiar about a mustard seed. But mustard seeds were weeds and trash trees. And the problem with mustard seeds, they would sprout wherever they were dropped. And so that's why they detested. Because in the beautiful rose garden, you'd have this mustard tree sticking its ugly head out. Here I am. And he was saying that when you're in the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter where they put you. It doesn't matter where they place you. You're going to sprout. You're going to produce. They can lie about you. They can talk about you behind your back. They can make stuff up about you. But there you are. You're going to grow and you're going to plant and you're going to produce and the more they try to cut you off <laughs> we need to get a t-shirt with that face I know one of these kids probably already I gotta be pray for our youth because they put me on snapchat when I do stuff like that or tick tick rick talk or rick 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 talk click tickety talk something like that we can make a t-shirt He's saying, when you're in the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter where you're at. You're going to flourish. You're going to produce. You're going to grow. And there's nothing that they can do <laughs> to stop it. That's why he said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Pray for your pastor. One of these days you'll get a serious pastor that dresses like a pastor, that looks like a pastor. No, you don't want that? We don't want that. <laughs> and that's what he's saying. Others may not see value in you, but it's all right because you're a mustard seed. And there's nothing they can do to stop you when you plant yourself in the right environment, in the right place. When you go into work tomorrow, go, here I am. Just don't do that at HR because they might. <laughs> That's what he says. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Will you stand? Last thing I want to say about the seed is that if we want to have seed, we must have fruit, right? When we see the principle of the kingdom, and he compares it to a seed, right? A seed that is planted produces what? No, a tree. 
any science teachers in here that can give a class to this teacher over here? <laughs> I knew I was going to get, 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 get. A seed produces a tree or a plant, right? That eventually produces a fruit. But inside the fruit it has seed. You see the inertia and the level of growth and momentum that begins to happen in your life when you begin to plant yourself. This year, for $19.95, you can get off the monthly plan <laughs> or the bi-monthly. Some of you are on the quarterly. It's okay. We still love you. But get on the weekly plan. And say, God, I want to plant myself. I want to be that mustard tree that produces and produces and produces. What he's saying is that as long as you're producing, nothing can stop the blessing and the favor and the glory of God in your life. Completely change the Israelites' concept of who God was when he said the kingdom is like a seed. See, they thought they were left on the outside because you had these Pharisees and Sadducees telling everybody else that you're just, you're just not making the cut. You're, you're not part of us. You might make it to heaven, you know, but you'll be in the hood in heaven too. And Jesus said, uh-uh, you're a seed. There's value in who you are. And I'm going to do something great that nothing can stop that. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the seed of potential and purpose that is in us and within us. God, and I pray that this year, 2022, we would plant ourselves. God, that we would plant ourselves in, in your kingdom, God, so that we could begin to walk in the fullness of our purpose, of our calling. God, I pray that that potential that we have within us God, would just begin to germinate and sprout and begin to produce. God, because our heart is to see this community transformed by the love and the power of Jesus Christ. God, and we don't want to be just the first level. We want to be kingdom level. We want to level up this year. To be used by you in a way that only you could be used. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.